when I was in high school, there was a store about a five-minute walk away. We would go there on our lunch hour. It was uh, run by this guy. Town and Country is what it was called. Not the guy. His his town and country was Istanbul, Turkey, I believe. Uh, but uh, Town and Country was the name of this store. And uh, the guy was known who uh, ran the place, the Turkish guy. He was known around the neighborhood for shamelessly selling children cigarettes. I'm not talking about children like 14, 15 years old. I'm talking 9, 10, 10 years. Kids from elementary schools. All you really needed was a $10 bill and a turbulent family life. And he would oblige you. It was too nuts, man. But uh, we used to go there to get our smokes. I started smoking when I was around 14, I would say. I had a friend uh, who had a pack on him all the time. And it started out just a couple of puffs. And I graduated. I had Lucy's on me all the time. Uh, and then I started, I, I grew interest in buying and investing in my own uh in my own nicotine vessel. That's uh, my fancy term for a pack of cigarettes. And uh, I, I would keep one on me, but there would always be just one around. Like me and my friends, we treated cigarettes the way old school mafia guys talk. When you hear old school mafia guys talk about crime back in their day versus crime today, it's always... Like, you'll, you'll hear them go, yeah, back in my day when uh, I was uh, with my crew running the streets, we'd have one guy, he'd have the piece, okay? And he'd keep the piece in a holster uh, strapped to his ankle. He'd put his pants over it, and we'd just, you know, traipse around town like just Joe somebody's. Like, hey, Vinny, hey, Vito, hey, Patsy, yeah, get over here. I'm going to fucking put my arm around you in a heterosexual way. And, uh, yeah, we were the shit back then. And if a, if a group of guys tried to fuck with us, I'd say, yo, Henry, yeah, get the piece out. And he'd pull the snub right out of his boot, and he'd just fire one or two shots up in the air, and those guys would go running. We didn't have to kill nobody. But nowadays, you just get, and you hear them, they'll go, they'll start talking about crime now and how crazy it is now, when, when statistically, crime has decreased uh, significantly uh, since those decades when, uh, the mob was prevalent. I believe those are the stats. Uh, they they are not necessary. They're not always academics. The mob guys. They have uh, more street smarts. But anyways, I just wanted to throw that tidbit in there because I I'm smart. But uh, you'll hear hear them. You'll hear these guys talk about crime in their day, and then they'll go all the way to today. He's like nowadays, just everybody's got a gun. All these hooligans running the streets. Everybody's got a piece. It's never just one guy. It's ten guys. You can't go to the store. You can't go to a restaurant. You can't. You can't go to Cabo St. Lucas. Everywhere you go, you can't go to a bathhouse and just lie on a towel spread eagle without somebody just shoving this strap in your face. Just shoving the piece. Give me your wallet, tough guy. I don't have my wallet. It's in the locker. What the fuck you want me to do? I'm. I got. I'm dicks hanging here. Anyways, I'm getting carried away, but that's that's the way I treat. So we treat cigarettes like that's the way we would have cigarettes. We would just it would be one guy in our group. We'd have a, a group of five kids, five friends, and one guy would just have a cigarette pack on him. If you needed a smoke, he would toss you one, and that pack would last you. Um, between five people would last. Uh, I want to say a week and a half sometimes. You would always have one or two guys who were on the outs. You would have that one guy who just wanted to be one of the guys. He just wanted to have a cigarette. He just wanted to be – he liked the image. He liked the aesthetic, okay? 
that came with smoking a cigarette. You felt badass, but he couldn't handle it. And you would watch him as his face just progressively turned more green. You would uh, find out later on that that was because of uh, uh, a liver problem. But it was funny in the moment. Anyways, we would go to town and country. That was the whole point. When uh, you would hear, like, when I started smoking, around my senior year, you would hear kids, uh, senior kids, older kids uh, who had already graduated, they'd be like, hey, if you guys want brand cigarettes, go go to this place, town and country. It's a five-minute walk. Go on the lunch hour. That guy will sell you for cheap, too, okay? If you want the actual cigarette, not the, not the knockoff kind, hand-rolled by your buddy's bingo mom, actual brand smokes. And we're like, oh, okay, finally we worked up the courage to go because we were never badass kids. We never wanted to. We grew, we were children from quiet neighborhoods. We were never people who would traipse around town just trying to do crazy shit, attracting the attention of the cops. We knew people like that. I knew a couple. Some of them are friends of mine still to this day. But I was a man with a conscience. And I had a plan going into this place. I remember the first time we went, we're walking, and I had to have a plan. I had to have everything calculated in my head, okay? We're going into this place. We're buying illegal cigarettes from somebody who is committing a crime. I want to make sure that we're doing this carefully. That was my whole thing. So, like, I'm thinking we're going to walk into this place. We have to go in one by one. The guy's going to bring us through a curtain into a dark room. He's going to pull a lever, a book lever. All of a sudden, the wall's going to open up, and bam, Joe Camel. Bootlegged Joe Camel cigarettes. Anyways, as it turns out, we get to the store. As we're turning the corner, I see the door open. There's this kid holding the door. He's just kind of standing there holding. I'm like, oh, okay, so just he's he's leaving. I don't know what he's doing. So I walk up, and I look inside, and this guy's holding the door because he can't get in yet. There's this giant lineup of kids, just, just an assortment of youths, 11 years old to 17 years old. Either way, um, inappropriate to be there buying nicotine. I'm like, holy shit. Uh, You're a little sloppy in your nefarious activity, sir. Anyways, he'd sell us the cigarettes. We all went in. We left. We left happy. Uh, It was just a wild time. Anyways, I went there for about a year until I, uh, I turned of age eventually. And I was just, you know, I didn't need to go there anymore. I went to my uh, gas station across the street from my house, and uh, and uh, Robert is your mother's brother, as uh, as I say. Didn't see the guy for years until I was 25. I'm at a gas station. I walk in to pay, and who do I see behind the counter but Mr. Town and Country? I'm like, oh, the guy got busted and the place got shut down. I think it's a pharmacy now, actually, or something like that. Half pharmacy, half pizza place. You can never, you can never get big enough reels. Anyways, I'm surprised to see him. I'm shocked. I was at the height of my smoking habit at the time. I've quit now, but I was at the height of my smoking. And I said, hey, man, let me get, uh, let me get a pack. Puts the pack down, and he fucking cards me. 
and I was I was both insulted and just dumbfounded at this man's request. I gave him my ID. Again, not a badass kid, not one for putting up fights. But I was I was speechless. I was speechless. This guy, over all those years, I know the operation you used to run. I, I felt like a grown man coming face to face with his childhood molester. I just wanted to look him in the eyes and go, I know who you are. Snake in the grass. Anyways, that was then. This is now. Five years later, I quit smoking. Stopped the booze. I uh, got tired of keeping 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 the party going, bro. As uh, every Toronto guy I grew up with would say, keeping the party going. Yo, yo, you're gonna get the beer. Ca- I'm gonna go to the beer store and I'm gonna get uh, uh, a six pack of Coors Light, maybe some Coors Banquet, bro. And then I'm gonna go to Tim's and then I'm gonna get myself an apple fritter with a large coffee and a box of Timbits for the road. And then I'm going to stop at the McDonald's drive-thru and get my favorite mixed drink. And that is Fruitopia Sprite, bro. You can just feel the fizz in your mouth as you gargle it, bro. Uh, that was pretty much every soundbite from a guy named Marco. I digress. Kid Cuddy in other news, has released a surprise album or an unexpected album. All his fans are uh, are uh, overjoyed, um, which, uh, which means that uh, for the first time in months, emergency workers have a new crisis on their hands, which is uh, the heads of a million emo kids have exploded. That's going to be a wild cleanup. No, I like Kid Cudi, one of my favorite artists. I, I forgot how much I liked him. I, uh, I've been uh, visiting his music once again, and it's brought me back to that. It's so crazy how like music triggers memory. I, I don't know what, that, what part of the brain that is. Again, uh, I, uh, I'm talking about shit. I'm probably diving into territory I, uh, I don't know much about. But uh, it's crazy how the, just the music just triggers that memory. And I remember uh, Kid Cudi, uh, my freshman year of college, I was at Humber College, and I'd be taking the bus every day back and forth, down Lakeshore, the 32 or the 48, whatever that, excuse me, that number was. And I would just stare out the window. I would just stare out the window, looking at the scenery, listening to Man on the Moon. And I would just watch everything unfold before my eyes on the Lakeshore. A lot of people picking through garbage cans. It was a, it was a, it was a strange era. They've, uh, they've cleaned that place up since then. But it, uh, it, it, remains, it remains a place with personality. Let's just say that. I don't know. I, I'm kind of worried about... Uh, just to say, I, I love Kid Cudi. That, that was all that thing was about. I just wanted to say... I just wanted to profess my love uh, for the Cudster. Okay? Great musician. Uh, some can argue uh, it's been the same exact song for about 12 years now. But who's going to say that? I'm uh, I'm kind of concerned about this podcast and where it's going. Like, I, I know I'm going to build it. And I'm eventually going to find, you know, whatever, whatever the fuck this is. But um, 
I am concerned about the state of my mental be like my mental my mental being, so to speak, uh, while I'm doing this because I've been quarantined uh, aside from some stints this summer going to my parents' place and uh, going back and forth there. I've been mainly just in my apartment, quarantined. I'm by myself again. Love the freedom, but this quarantine has uh, has hit differently. And I just have all these internal thoughts that have just been kind of building up. Just things that I've thought. Nothing nothing crazy. But you just get these weird thoughts that just kind of like you get these weird whispers. And uh, that's it's, and I, I always feel like now that I'm, I have a microphone and I'm conveying uh, jokes and, and, and my opinions and my feelings to people. I'm I'm going to let some things out into the universe. It's just this weird anxiety, just some things out that I'm like, holy shit, that's that's now kind of a reality, you know. Um, and I I don't know. It's 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 kind of a it's a freaky moment for me because a lot of these internal thoughts I'm now express I'm now expressing. They're now leaving my mouth. I do not know what to do. I'll tell you one thing. I'm uh, not going to be going back to meditating anytime soon. I did it for a while. Uh, it kind of worked, and then I just started. It started teetering. Like I, I just I began really not liking it. Uh, I just don't like being. I don't like breathing. I know it sounds weird, but I don't like just kind of the heavy breathing. It's not necessarily thinking about shit. It's just the the act of just sitting there. At one point, my phone broke, so I couldn't use the timer. I, I usually go for 15 minutes exactly, so I eventually had to use my 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 oven timer. Um, and basically, the meditation was over as soon as my chicken fries were ready. Uh, and that's that's not really an adult thing to do. Uh, and I won't be manifesting either. I've been hearing that from a lot of girls my age, a lot of suburban white chicks. Not to uh, rag on the suburban white chicks, I know it's a, uh, it's a uh, kind of kind of a dead thing. I almost feel now because everybody's doing it, but it's. I've just been hearing a lot of they're into the manifesting shit. Like I heard a, a girl that I went to high school with. She's like, I've been manifesting lately. I'm like, well, what does that mean? She's like, well, I've just been through positive thinking. I light a candle. I think positively, and then. My thoughts become my reality. And I go, oh, so you're a witch. And she goes, no, no, no. No, I'm, I'm just a positive thinker. Okay, but you're a positive thinker. I've seen Hocus Pocus. There's positive thinkers who are witches. Uh, I'm pretty sure you're a spell book away from becoming a witch. Or a wizard, okay? I don't subscribe to gender norms. You can do what you want. Uh, but I'm pretty sure you're innocent satanic shit. Witch or a wizard? Balls in your court, Bathsheba. I don't know. Confused man. Wild time. Wild time. I just want to clarify something. Uh, there were a couple friends of mine who watched the pod and uh, the first episode. By the way, thank you to the people who watched it. Uh, it was it was a few people, but we're building it. We're building it together. We're a team. We're a community, everybody, okay? My struggle is yours. No, but I'm building this up, and uh, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to seeing what 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 comes of it. But uh, there were a couple of my friends commenting on the vaccine thing uh, that I mentioned uh, in episode one, and uh, I just want to say 
that I will be getting the vaccine not right away, but probably a month after it becomes available. All right. I'm not an impulse guy. I don't just blow my wad within the first 10 seconds like some of you. Okay. No, but I, I do want to wait and just see how this thing pans out. Again, I think vaccines mostly work. I just, I'm just curious. I'm just curious. Just, just, just want to take a peek. I had a joke that I put on Twitter. Um, got very little traction, so I don't know how good it is. But uh, I said something like, uh, "This vaccine is like the new PS2. Some think it's unnecessary." Others are camping outside for it. Either way, I'm going to wait for my friends to try it before I do. It was something like that. I'm paraphrasing. But, but no, that's how I feel. I want some of my, my friends uh, or people that I know to just, just try it. Okay, we'll pay you. And uh, I just want to see how it goes. And then I'll get it. Uh, I'm not getting the Pfizer kind either or uh, any of these kinds from Russia, any of the U.S. kind. I am uh, going to be getting a. Uh, I'm going to be getting a uh, a brand new vaccine. Uh, it's hitting the market. Not a lot of people have heard about it, but I uh, through my Bitcoin connections. Kidding. I uh, I'm going to be. I, I've been reading a lot about this uh, this new vaccine called Triptobladadan. And uh, Triptobladadan. There may be another syllable attached to that. I got to read it. But Triptobladadan uh, is a brand new vaccine coming out of the, I believe, the People's Republic of the Congo. We got some uh, some minds doing some shit, uh, big things out there, and um, uh, it should be on the market, I believe, in June. Um, but Triptobladadan, it is made uh, from the, uh, it's extracted from the blood of garner snakes. I don't know how prevalent those are uh, in uh, the People's Republic. Um. But uh, they will be uh, – they'll be available. They extract just that blood from the garner snakes. They may be imported. Um, and they extract the blood and they mix it with some nail polish and eggshells and just put it – put it – put it – just stir it up a little bit. Put – make a batch. And uh, they put it in the syringe and they inject you with it. And uh, I think uh, every disease of yours is supposed to go away within the first two weeks. That's uh, about the long and the short of it. By the way, everything I just said was improvised. There's no such thing as trip to trip to blatted Dan or whatever whatever I said. There's no such no such thing. That was all just you can't even call it fake news. I'm just a comedian trying to make people laugh. I don't know what the fuck to believe anymore. I don't know. I'm I'm going to get the vaccine. Everybody get off my balls. Get off my dick. Your bro. What else did I want to talk about, bro? Talk about, bro. Scrolling through my phone, looking for Joanne's number. She ghosted me, bro. Yo, you got a bogeyman? Pokemon? No bogeyman. Yo, town and country closed down, bro. Angelo, shut it. Uh, but this has been fun. Um, wild moment. I'm going to keep these uh, these ones short for the first little while, guys. Uh, probably about 20 minutes, 23, 24 minutes long for these uh, first few episodes. Just try to get a feel for it. I love kind of riffing. I love kind of kind of playing around. Uh, I just I, I want to get back on stage. I got a show on Tuesday. 
in St. Catharines. I don't know the venue because, you know, how professional of me uh, not to be able to plug my own goddamn shows. Um, but uh, show in St. Catharines, uh, me and my buddy Max Ross are heading out there. We're going to drive down, masks on, because we're responsible ladies. And I'm going to do uh, 10, 15 minutes of comedy. It's going to be a good time. Can't wait for it. Anyways. New Instagram. I guess I should talk about that. I've quit all social media. I've quit all social media. Facebook, my personal Instagram is gone. I don't want to do it anymore. I I have my new Instagram, which I did uh, a couple days ago. Uh, for uh, Something's Off with Alex DeWitt, the podcast. Something's Off podcast is uh, the Instagram handle if you want to do that, um, if you want to just follow me on there. But um, social media, I think it's the uh, worst thing ever invented. Worse than the atomic bomb, I will say. Uh, actually, they're kind of neck and neck. Uh, but I think it's just poison at this point. I, I, don't, I don't know what else to do with it. I think I've, I've exhausted my Facebook uh, capabilities. I'm tired of posting. I'm tired of, uh, statusing. Just not my bag anymore. Same thing with Instagram. Th- same thing. I, I've just quit so many things this year. Like I, I'm, I'm, I've experienced a rebirth. I'm going to go to Tuscany and hang out for a month and just lie in the sun and meet a, meet a swell partner. The gender's ambiguous. I'm going to find myself. But I've quit a lot of things. Uh, I don't know. I've been I've been working out a lot just to kind of get a get a habit. Doing that, I guess some junk food I've been having away. Like I'm, I'm gonna be one of those guys who uh, I'm I'm a gym rat, but I still eat terrible. So you'll see my body slightly muscular, but my belly will be massive. They're like, well, what is it? Are those steroids made you pregnant? What's going on? You don't look human. <laughs> And you got to work on your triceps. Your biceps are not as not as important. You can work your biceps just by carrying your ego. <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm going to be one of those guys. No, but trying to get in shape, man. I just I quit. I quit social media. I quit drinking. I quit all that stuff. I'm not, I'm not gonna say I quit drinking. I stopped drinking. I feel like quit is for alcoholics. I'm not an alcoholic. I'm more of a heavy drinker. Now, some professionals would call that denial. But uh, I honestly do feel like I was just drinking quite a bit, uh, especially during the uh, pandemic times. And uh, it was going to head down a, a, a path. I, I was heading down a path where it would eventually manifest into an addiction, probably. Um, but I, I got to move on. I'm about to be 30 next year. And uh, there's some habits you just got to throw in the garbage, everybody. You got to throw in the trash. Life is more than just a series of hand jobs and hangovers. You got to retire some of those things and uh, move on to uh, move on to uh, down greater paths, so to speak. So to speak, wild thing. I just just these are my sound bites. These are my catchphrases. Uh, just want to get back. Uh, just want to get back to it. Anyways. I want to thank everybody for listening. This has been uh, episode two. I don't know what I'm going to call this one, uh, but we'll we'll figure it out. Something's Off Podcast. Uh, get me on Twitter. Also get me on Instagram as Alex DeWitt15. 
uh, because apparently there were uh, 14 other Alex DeWitts uh, who were just more prominent than me at the time and got Twitter before me. I don't know what the fuck to say, but I kind of like it. I kind of like 50, it's half of 30, which I wish I was now, smoking cigarettes outside of town and country. Thank you,